This is the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess, and we're going to use systems to solve our home management problems in episode number 141. Welcome to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast, the tips, tools, and straight talk you want for pregnancy, childbirth, and bringing up baby. And now your host, Kristen Burgess. This is Kristen from naturalbirthandbabycare.com, and today we are here for part two on managing your kids without a lot of help. So last week we talked about the foundation, and I, I got a little bit wordy because some of it is really conceptual, but hoping to encourage you. But having a routine, we spent a lot of time talking about why having a routine is important, And then we talked about consistency and how you have to have clarity to be consistent and really how tying into all of those things, you have to leave your emotions at the door. And this is crucial when you're doing any sort of parenting, but especially if you're trying to manage kids alone, you really have to leave your emotions at the door and be okay with your kids making their own decisions. Now you're going to have solid solid boundaries around them and of course there's going to be safety issues like you would not let your toddler decide to run into the street you would intervene because that's a potentially life destroying decision but it I mean but there's still some levels of um of discretion in there like you're going to stop your toddler from running out in the middle of the street, but say with your teenager, you're going to teach them about some of the possible negative consequences uh, with choices that they might make and, and try and prevent some of those things that they might do. But it's you're not going to be quite so hands-on. And if they do something like, say, they experiment with drugs or uh, shoplifting or something and get in trouble with the law, then you may allow them to experience some of those consequences to a reasonable level. So it's going to be different depending on the situation and depending on the age of your child. But the the basis, the gist is, is that you're going to take your emotions out of it and within reason and with discretion, you're going to allow your child to experience those consequences. And some of them are going to be natural and some of them are going to be consequences that are there because that's just the way that your home works. Sometimes consequences can't always be natural because to be honest, I have kids ranging from almost two to almost 18 living in my home and my house would look like a frat house. If I didn't have some external expectations there, you know, they would just let stuff uh, pile up. They wouldn't care that they had to wade through everything. Um, so, you know, sometimes you as a, as a parent are going to set some consequences up that may not seem like quote unquote natural consequences. Like, you know, my teenagers would be like, well, if I lived on my own, you know, I could have stuff all over the counters in the kitchen and still play my game. You know, and it's like, well, that's true, but not in my house. And you live in my house and I'm paying for the electricity for your game and I'm paying for the food that you're eating and help or the game isn't going to be available to you. So, you know, there's, but there's discretion there. So I hope that what I said last week, don't take that as necessarily blanket. I let my kid do whatever they want and just wait for the natural consequences to fall. Have reasonable consequences in place. And of course, if your child's life is in danger or something by poor choices, you uh, will intervene. But most situations on a day-to-day basis are not. So just think through what I said last week. And, and obviously, entire parenting courses have 
um, been created to help parents develop parenting skills and figure out how to set healthy boundaries and stuff like that up. One I mentioned last week was Love and Logic. Um, my family also really likes uh, teaching self-government, Nicolene Peck's uh, system. So anyways, those are, you know, it's not as simplistic as I made it sound, but that's the gist of it. And once you start to get that that's kind of the core behind it, it helps you start to move your your home to the place where where there is a routine, where there is consistency, where there are natural consequences, where mom is responding because these are the choices that I made and these are the consequences and not because mom is personally uh, infuriated by my choices. Or, I mean, you may be. Like, I'm, the example I gave last week was one of my kids being mean to siblings and, I, fr frankly, it enrages me. But I'm able to deal with emotions at the door. And that's really important, especially when you're dealing with this day in and day out all by yourself or most of the time all by yourself. You'll get burnt out. So you need to learn to leave those emotions at the door. So anyways, that was a summary of last week. Uh, so let's talk about the other points that I had. So the next thing is structuring your home for success. And this is really, it's going to tie into our next point, which is using systems to overcome problems. But this is because when it's only you, most of the time, all of the time, when it's only you, if if you're overwhelmed by, like, to use a business term or an industrial term, if you're overwhelmed by the physical plant, like, if you're overwhelmed by just taking care of your home, if you can't get on top of that, then kid issues coming on top of that are going to be so stressful. And, and sometimes it's inevitable. Like, today, uh, I'm trying to take a quiz, right, for, for a class I'm taking, and online, and I'm being constantly interrupted by my little kids. And I'm like, seriously? I told you like two minutes ago that as soon as I finish this quiz, we're going to have lunch. And I told you the same thing 30 seconds before that. And the same thing two minutes before that. It's like it's not changing. Please let me take this quiz. So sometimes, sometimes you're just going to end up being like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I was thinking when I signed up for this motherhood gig. And oh my gosh, I just want to go somewhere where there's not little people who are saying mama every 30 seconds. Sometimes that's life. And sometimes, sometimes things are going to build up. Sometimes things are going to build up. But what you want to do is you want to try and structure your home for a base level of success. And when you're taking care of kids alone, part of this depends on your kids' ages, but, um, but you want to make sure that your home runs pretty well. And so the big things you want to think about are meals and laundry. Those are big things, meals and laundry. And then the other thing is just keeping the home picked up. And then I'm also going to say, especially if you're dealing with a lot of kids on your own, because this is one that I found challenging, is is hygiene. Because when you're dealing with a bunch of little kids and, and it's just you or just you most of the time, and especially if it's during the summer when everybody's outside playing and stuff and there's just, there's dirty kids and so I got to keep the laundry, I got to keep the meals, I got to keep the kids clean. So these are things that you want to think about. How do I make sure that this is going to run relatively smoothly. This is where the age of your kids comes into play. So if you are finding yourself in a situation like I found myself in with a toddler and a newborn uh, who are 19 months apart, it, they're, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing the chores. There's no help. 
But if you're in a situation where you have older kids, so right now I have older kids um, who can help, you know, so this is where you're going to say, all right, I need you guys to pitch in and this is going to be our chore system. And so this is where it ties into using use systems to overcome problems. And I think really these points are too intertwined for me to be able to separate them. So what is a system that's going to work for the laundry? What is a system that's going to work for the dishes? What is the system that's going to work for making sure everybody has at least a bath or two a week? You know, what systems are going to help me to do this? And routine is going to be your fundamental underlying system. If... If bath time is on the routine every night or every other night, bath time is much more likely to happen. If laundry is part of your routine, it's much more likely to happen. So for me right now, um, our power company incentivizes energy use in the summer based on time of day. So it's less expensive late at night, early in the morning. And on the weekends, it's less expensive. So my older kids do their own laundry and they know they need to do their laundry on the weekends because I'm probably never going to convince them that you need to wait to run the dryer until right before you go to bed at 11. But you have to do your laundry on like a Sunday that they get because then, oh, anytime they remember, oh, this dry is Sunday, I got to do my laundry. Um, they can remember that or I need or whatever. Um, so, but for me, I know that I like to do a load of laundry after 6 p.m. I like to put it in the washer because that's when it, the energy drops one tier. And then I like to put it in the dryer at 11. And so that's kind of part of my routine is I know that right after we finish supper, I want to put a load of laundry in the washer and if I need to do two loads, like if I need to do a load of whites, which I occasionally do, I'll usually do whites and go ahead and put those in the dryer and then do colors. And then at 11, the, the whites are done and I can put the colors in a little bit less even then. So that's part of team. It's part of my life. I know that part of my life is that I get up in the morning, I do my quiet time, um, say my prayers and everything, and then I get up, uh, talk with Scott for a bit, and then I put oatmeal on. We have a rice cooker. I put oatmeal on in the rice cooker. Usually the kids aren't up yet, but by the time it cooks in the rice cooker, you know, it's basically done and I can serve them their breakfast. It's part of my routine. So this is what I'm talking about is your routine is kind of the foundation that undergirds everything and then you build systems and on top of it so that it's just part of your day to day and it fits into the routine. And what you need to do is you need to look at what systems in your life need to function. And then if you've got kids, so if you've got kids who are old enough to help, how do they fit into that system? And how does accountability fit into that system? And this is another place where you have to jump back and you have to think about consequences, good or bad. And you have to also think about taking the emotion out of it. So, you know, my 17-year-old doesn't clean the bathroom, then you know, am I going to give her a reminder? How many reminders am I going to give her? My three-year-old doesn't take her dish, her oatmeal bowl to the sink. Am I going to remind her? How many reminders, <clears throat> excuse me, am I going to give her? And then that's just part of my routine. As I walk through the house in the morning and check chores, our beds made? Is the bathroom clean? Did dishes get brought from the dining room table to the kitchen? And, um, you know, just those are little things that you look at. And and the answer to much of this is systems, and it be, the system becomes a part of your routine so that it gets done. 
Now, if you're in crisis mode right now, if nothing is getting done, if you're in crisis mode and you are trying to figure things out, the most important thing I think for you is to set a routine and start to set like some general expectations. Like I talked about in last week's episode, those four rules that our family has, which are to be nice, to be respectful, to do your school and chores. That's one thing because we homeschool. So for many families, it might be do your homework and your chores. Um, and then to try and have a positive attitude. So four rules, right? And you might propose those and put, put those in place to start with. Um, and then, you know, it, it may take a little bit of time. And these other things like your home being structured for success is just, how do you do that on top of that? So I'm going to say that what I want you to do is I want you to not really worry about those things. Do the laundry as you can. And if you got enough money, you might have somebody else do your laundry for you for a couple weeks. Um, and then as far as food, g- go to Walmart, go to Sam's Club, go to Costco, buy a thing of paper plates and plastic utensils and get easy stuff. Get chicken nuggets, get nachos and cans of refried beans, get macaroni and cheese, or if those things sound not hoity-toity enough for you, go to your health food co-op and buy organic chicken nuggets. Um, Buy Annie's macaroni and cheese. Whatever. You get my drift, okay? Make life, make those things easier for yourself so the preparation and cleanup are minimal. And get to where a routine is starting and get to where your kids are starting to understand that things are a little bit different, that there's some expectations, that there's some consequences. And then start with creating some basic routines, some basic chores. And it could be, it can get more elaborate. I don't I don't know that I like saying elaborate, but just like for my family, our chore routine is a little bit more elaborate just because of the sheer number of people involved. So everybody from Cassidy down to Sadie does chores. And so we actually have like a chore system mounted on the wall. Um, Neatlings is the system that we use. I'll try and remember to put all of this stuff in there, but I'm not telling you that you have to use my particular uh, system but just that sometimes systemization can help and like for example the kids use the neatling system but uh, I use motivated moms for myself which I've you've probably heard me say that before because I've been recommending them for years ever since I I think it was in an ultimate homemaking bundle that I got um, motivate my first motivated moms and really loved it so that's what I use some people use fly lady Um, There are different systems that you can use, but I would recommend that you start by putting the routine in place and then start to look at some systems, maybe play with some and figure out what is going to work for you. And that could be you may start with laundry just because it's one that's a little bit harder if you're not on top of it. You know, food, okay, we can eat with paper plates and eat junk food for a couple weeks and then we're like okay we need real food but laundry just keeps piling up so that might be the first system that you tackle and you may look at it okay um i'm gonna do laundry once a week i was at a place where that worked really well for our family for a while or it could be i'm gonna do a load of laundry every night which is where i'm at now because i'm just doing adult laundry and the laundry for the little kids then doing one load of laundry a night and then um my kids actually have to help fold. So Honor and Galen fold their laundry and put it away. 
and Corwin has to fold his neatly and put it in his basket. Sadie just has to sort hers and Phoenix's into a basket. And then I fold theirs. But so it's different, you know, it's different depending on the level that the child's at, but they're still all helping. And so that's kind of a system that we've gotten into. And, and we have an evening time, like after the homeschool and the workday is done for us, we do like a family pickup of the house. And that's when laundry also gets folded. And my older kids have to help if washed, because uh, we don't have paper towels right now. So if we've got bar mops and stuff that I've done with the whites, they have to help fold those. But otherwise, like I said, they do theirs on the weekends. But that, So that's what my family's laundry system looks like. And it might change. That's another thing. Your systems might adapt. But pick one and kind of try and stick to it until something comes along that causes you to need to change it. But this is where I'm talking about structuring your home for success. And, I, and you've heard me say it several times now, but the laundry and meals... Those are the big things. And then like keeping bathrooms clean and picking up. And and so if you're starting from ground zero or underground, underwater, then go to really basic easy meals, paper plates if you need to. Kind of just try and keep up with the laundry. But I would actually say that where you should start is cleaning your bathroom. And this is a tip that I got. I don't even remember, maybe from the Large Family Logistics book many years ago. Um, but generally to make your bathroom kind of a haven, if you're a mom, you probably understand this because sometimes you will go in the bathroom and close the door and just breathe because there's nobody else in there with you. And so getting into a routine where you just wipe your bathroom up every day and it doesn't have to take long. It might take a little bit longer if you're sharing a bathroom with your kids. But really, it only needs to take a few minutes each day to keep your bathroom nice. And then and then look at the laundry. And then look at the meals. And then look at picking up the house. And if you need to at first, shut stuff off. Or like I said, I've got, I've got kids stuff in my closet that, you know what, I'm just not going to stress about. I mean, I'll probably process it when I finally get tired of stepping over their stuff in my closet. Right now, it's not to that point. I'm just relieved it's not on my floor. You know, but you you may tell your kids, look, if you guys don't pare down, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna come through with a box and I'll put it away. And if there's something you want, we can negotiate for that. But I'm not gonna clean up after you. And you may need to do it with your stuff too. And I realize this can be a big deal. Like she's like Kristen's telling me to declutter, and she doesn't realize that I look like I'm on an episode of like uh, the world's best hoarders. You know. It's like the best of hoarders. And and I get that you may be in that place and it may feel overwhelming. And baby steps are really the only way to get out of that. But at least figuring out a couple areas. I'm going to keep my bathroom clean. I'm going to keep the kitchen table clean. Um, and then there are various systems to help you declutter and, and that stuff. But part of it is going to be baby stepping your way there and starting somewhere. So a good method to baby step your way there, I'll just add this in as an aside, say you really do need to set up some systems and declutter, is with that routine that you've created, put, a, if you're really overwhelmed, make it 15 minutes, or if you're feeling more ambitious, make it 30 minutes, probably don't want to make it longer than that, but there's going to be that time, I call it home management, um, there's going to be that home management block on your schedule, and so say you're working on a room-by-room -room declutter of your home, which I am right now, um, that 30-minute block is, is when you do that, when you follow that system. And if you're starting it from underwater, it may be that the first couple days of that 30-minute block are cleaning your bathroom. And then the next couple days are figuring out a laundry system. 
and getting that going. And then the next couple days, maybe you're going to do a little bit of meal planning or find a website that you can buy a meal plan off of. I mean, I... I definitely do not want to pretend to be perfect. I've done what works and what helps me. My kids and I went through a crisis time where we ate chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese. And what helped me get back into a meal planning routine when I was so tired of chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese, I thought I was going to explode, was to find a meal planning system that I'm un, or um, a weekly meal plan that another mom was selling. And I think it was six bucks a month. And... It saved my sanity because she sent me my meal list and my um, list of what I needed to grocery shop for, my shopping list every week. And the meals were usually pretty good. There was a couple adjustments that I had to make, like we don't eat shellfish or pork. So um, I used chicken or uh, chicken sausage and for those things. But on the whole, my kids loved the meals and they were way healthier than macaroni and cheese and chicken nuggets. Um, and, and so we, you know, as our, our family got back on track that way. And so I think there are things that, and I mean, like I said, for my chores, I don't, I don't use chore systems that I came up with. I use chore systems that other brilliant moms came up with and just work for me. And those things have looked different over the years. What I've done over the years has looked different and adapted. But I found that there's almost always a system that you can use and you can work yourself into it. The decluttering that I'm doing right now, I'm using somebody else's uh, system that, you know, she's got it divided up into weeks and I'm just kind of following that. And and it's okay to give yourself grace. For example, with the decluttering, um, we had a lot going on earlier in the summer. I had to do a lot uh, to help Scott mm-hmm. out with stuff and I just didn't have time um, to do decluttering. And so I took a few weeks off of it and then just in the last couple weeks, I just jumped right back in at where I was. Um, so it's a 20-week declutter and I think I'm at week seven or eight and so I just jumped right back in and and got started and so it's just you know just give yourself grace and build that time in so that you can do what you need to do but start to think about it if I have problems what is my problem and what's the solution so I feel overwhelmed because of the house How do I start finding solutions that will help? How do I get my kids on board? If I'm having problems with my kids not helping, how can I arrange consequences, positive and negative, that help my kids realize that they need to help and that help me keep my sanity? And and I say that, for example, using my kids leaving stuff everywhere, my little kids, because, you know, they would have been happy to just let it pile up till it was waist high. And to me, that was that was destroying my peace. And so for me, the consequence of you guys lose this, I mean, I could say that emotionlessly. It's like, I just, I can't keep cleaning up after you guys. I'm, that's not a choice that I want to make. It's not fair to me. If you're going to choose not to pick it up, then it can't be on the floor in my house. And it, and it just, it got picked up. So these are, these are things where you look at what is the problem and then you look at, okay, how are there systems or how are there systems that can help things like running the home and what choices are being made when you're thinking about your kids and how can I motivate for different choices or if my child is going to continue to make a choice that destroys peace of mind what other alternative is there for me to find that peace of mind like another example is as if my older kids they like to make something in the evening after the younger kids have gone to bed you know they'll make themselves smoothies or eggs or something you know they'll make themselves a snack 
And it's if they don't clean up after themselves, you know, they they're not going to be able to do that. They know, you know, I'm not going to clean those dishes up in the morning in the kitchen when I'm trying to get your little kid, you know, your little brothers and sisters breakfast ready. Another consequence that they know is if I call them to get up in the morning and they don't get up and then I have to go call them again when it's time we have a together school time when we do some subjects together. They know that if I call them at together school time and tell them when, and I'll sit there and kind of tell them you got to get out of bed at that point. But they know that a major consequence of that is I turn the internet off in our house 30 minutes before together school starts because that's the official start of our school day. And so they know that if they don't get themselves out of bed, then they're not going to be able to check their email or check in with their friends or anything before the internet goes off for the school day. Because I don't have it on during the school day. And that was a consequence too. My kids weren't getting their schoolwork done. And so I just turned the internet off. And now it's just become part of our day. But that's the thing is when you're thinking about behavior, try and think of consequences, both positive and, and, and another, again, there's a positive side to that too. My, like say um, Cassidy or Asher or Brendan gets their schoolwork done really quickly. They're homeschooled. They can sit down and really just that together school period is the only thing that's really got to dictate on time. Otherwise, if they get all their school done in two hours and say, Mom, I'm ready to let, like show you my assignments, and I, they do that, Mom, will you turn my internet back on? Yeah, I can do that. So again, there's both a positive and a negative uh, consequence, and they learn that their choices matter. And again, I think you want to try and keep it to where there's some guiding principles, but there may be areas you know, there's those guiding principles, be nice, be respectful, do your school and your chores, um, yada, yada, yada. Um, but you may decide, okay, there's a particular situation, what's a way that I can work that out? And these are things that sometimes um, throwing these ideas off another person, maybe even if your husband's not there frequently, you can still um, ping ideas off of each other and ask him for his input or a best friend, or this is something I do with clients a lot, especially laser coaching where we're doing 15-minute increments. Like boom, boom, boom each week we're, we're targeting a new problem, we're working on a new system or a couple weeks we're working on one system and then we're moving on to something else. It's really well targeted to this, so like kind of a personal coaching kind of thing. Bouncing these ideas off of other people can be really helpful and help you gain clarity, but you can just do this and think about this for yourself as well. It really comes down to being intentional about it. And instead of just drowning or, and I say this really gently, but instead of just feeling sorry for yourself, and sometimes when you're in crisis mode, man, that's, that's where you're at and I get it it's but but as you start stepping yourself out of that um you know you're kind of looking you're kind of looking at these things and figuring out what can I do what can I change to help my family okay a couple of other considerations uh definitely not least though they're coming in uh later on one is that is to have fun as a family so especially things have been really stressful and really difficult. Let there be some time that's really just dedicated to enjoying each other and enjoying each other as a family. Just spend time loving each other, being with one another. It doesn't, I mean, it can start off simple, watching a movie together, watching a kid's TV show together. Uh, for my family, read-alouds are something that 
usually I can find read-alouds that my kids are really interested in and that I enjoy and for me that feels really good because I'm not a huge movie watcher myself even though my are movie buffs and I you know I don't like feeling like I'm I'm stuck in front of a screen every day as y'all can hear I've had a phoenix come in to join me for the last part of this but um you know, I don't always want to feel like we're stuck in front of screens, so I enjoy read-alouds, um, family board games or card games together as a family, going for walks together. That's something that I didn't do a lot um, because our older kids just don't, they don't seem to enjoy going on walks, but when my older kids were at theater camp this summer, we discovered that the younger kids really enjoy family walks, so now that's something that I'll do with the younger kids just to be able to enjoy being with them, even if not everybody's going to come along. So, they, I mean, these don't necessarily have to be big to-dos, but they're really important. And especially if you're coming from a place of being really stressed, and especially if you're coming from a place of, okay, we may be starting to introduce some consequences and stuff. Uh, I would say even with the routine, maybe what you start with at that baseline routine is we go till 9 a.m., and then we just go back to whatever we were going to do. And then in the evening, we do something fun as a family. And do that for a couple days as you up the ante on the routine. And then start bringing in some of these consequences and things. But relationship building is really important. And especially if you've been living, feeling like you're underwater, trying to manage all these kids, you're going to need to make some practical changes. There's probably going to need to be some consequences. Having them help some with stuff around the house and that kind of thing. Hey, Dad. <laughs> And now Phoenix hears our dog barking outside at his older siblings. And so he's talking to the dog. <laughs> um, yes, you saw. But anyways, the... But the, you know, just do things together as a, as a family. Have fun as a family. And, and make sure that you're maintaining that relationship and that fun Find ways that you can smile at your kids. Things, uh, no. things that you can smile at your kids about to be able to enjoy them. It's just really, really important. No, sir. No, sir. And then the final thing I mentioned, uh, Nicolene Peck's teaching self-government. This is something that I got from her. It's called pre-teaching. And this is something that will help, especially with younger kids and especially when you feel like, oh my gosh, my kids won't sit still or my kids are going to act crazy in public or whatever. Um, or, you know, I want to be able to have a family fun time, but everybody goes nuts or it's a chore time, but nobody listens to me. What you do is a pre-teaching where you sit down with your child or if you're on the way somewhere you do it in the car and you say okay we're going to the library for story time now remember during story time you're gonna need to sit on your bottom on the story time rug and listen to the story when the story's done the librarian's gonna tell you you can get up and wiggle while the librarian's reading you sit on your bum on the rug and then first say a chore time okay in five minutes, we're going to have a chore time. In two minutes, we're going to have a chore time. Then, okay, it's chore time. I'm going to give you an instruction to clean something. I'm going to clean right beside you, and you clean what I told you to clean. That's pre-teaching. Basically, you're telling the child exactly what's coming next and exactly what your expectation is. This can even be applicable with older kids. Like I mentioned, my child 
who's having difficulties with being uh, kind to siblings. So I might tell that child, okay, we're about to sit down for a family meal. I know that you think that your brother or your sister always does stupid stuff at the dinner table, but I need you to choose, or I might not say I need you to choose, but I would say something like, remember our family rule is that we need to be kind and respectful. So remember that you have the choice to be kind and respectful. If you're kind and respectful, there may be positive consequences. If not, there are going to be negative consequences. So I want you to think through that choice now because this situation's coming up. I would like it if you chose to be kind and respectful, even if your sibling's doing immature, dumb little kid stuff. So that would be that would be uh, pre-teaching with an older child. But really pre-teaching strength is with younger children. And it goes back to what I talked about last week when I was making the case for routine which is if younger children know what's coming, know what's expected of them, they feel more in control and they're more successful. And also, it gives you something to go back to. So you're in the story time and your son jumps up and is, you know, dancing all over the place. You can say, look, Johnny, I remember we just talked about this. You need to sit on your bottom until Miss Smith is done reading the story and then we'll have a wiggle time. And so that's just a quick way for, oh, that's right, we did talk about that. The child knows what that expectation is. And this also, it creates intentionality on your part, too, because you think through, how can I help my child be successful? How can I help my child make good choices? How can I help my child understand what's coming? And it just helps everybody be more successful. So pre-teaching, I know I didn't touch on it very long because, again, we're getting really long, but it's a valuable strategy. So with that, think I'm going to wrap this up. Mr. Phoenix is ready for me to be done. Um, if you want to hear more from me, get encouraging emails, um, find out more about my classes or books, anything like that, you can head over to trustbirth101.com. That's trustbirth101.com. That'll get you signed up for the newsletter. I send out encouraging emails every week for mamas and for birth baby, just balancing life. And, and I, I really enjoy the back and forth interaction that I get with email subscribers. If you feel like you're needing a little bit more, maybe you want somebody to get feedback, want somebody to kind of coach you as you think about it. Maybe you feel really alone. Maybe you're parenting all by yourself and you just wish you had somebody you could ping parenting ideas off of or get advice from. Shoot me an email. I can let you know. Um, I have some, some ways that we can work together one-on-one. -on -one. And I like to be able to work and make it happen for any mom who needs that. So I, mean, I will look forward to talking to you soon. I hope that you have a blessed week and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Birth, Baby and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess. For great resources and tons more info, visit www.birthbabylife.com. Visit www.birthbabylife.com.